0: SRN News. I'm John Scott. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments in a case involving the Texas law that bans most abortions. White House correspondent Greg Clungston reports.
1: Moving at an unusually fast pace, the justices have scheduled arguments for November 1st. They will decide whether the federal government has the right to sue over the Texas law. Answering that question will help determine whether the law should be blocked while legal challenges continue. In the meantime, the high court is leaving the pro-life law in place. The Biden administration is seeking to block it, which bans abortions once a heartbeat is detected. Greg Clugston, the White
0: House. Also at SRNNews.com, in response to President Biden's comments on Taiwan... China has said that there is no room for compromise on the subject.
2: President Biden had commented that the U.S. will defend Taiwan if attacked by China. China's response was unwavering as foreign ministry spokesman Wang Weibin said no concessions will be given over the issue. He reasserted China's long-standing claim that the island is its territory. Wang went on to say that the Taiwan issue was an internal affair of China that allows no foreign intervention. I'm Karen Chamas.
0: Actor Alec Baldwin has tweeted about firing a prop gun on the set of a Western movie in New Mexico and killing the cinematographer. The actor called the shooting a tragic accident. The director of the movie also wounded. Authorities are investigating. The boss of a Haitian group accused of kidnapping 17 members of a U.S.-based missionary group last weekend is warning that the hostages will be killed if his demands are not met. That gang is demanding $1 million for each of those kidnapped, though it isn't clear if that includes the five children of the 16 Americans and one Canadian. The Dow ahead 103 points, but the Nasdaq is down 118. This is SRN News. For Jacksonville, scattered clouds
3: tonight and down to 65. A beautiful weekend ahead, a sunny Saturday and Sunday in the mid-80s both days. Monday, a mix of sun and clouds, 85 the high. Partly cloudy Monday night, a slight chance of showers, low 69. Tuesday through Friday, sunny and cooler as the week goes on. 80 during the day, mid-60s overnight.
0: Harold Berman is the teacher in Israel. Pastor Dave Magera is the preacher from Idaho. And so the dialogue begins each week 9,000 miles apart as they host The Teacher and The Preacher to bridge the distance between Jews and Christians. Hear the latest conversation between a Christian pastor and an Orthodox Jew as they seek to inspire, enlighten, and open listener minds and hearts to deeper levels of faith. To learn more and listen to past shows, visit theteacherandthepreacher.com. Saturdays at 11 a.m. on The Truth and always at theteacherandthepreacher.com.
3: 3, sequence time. Six,
0: five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit. Lift off.
3: Well.
4: <laughs> hey Brad, we're on, baby. <laughs> Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask. Oh, no, excuse me. You can email us at Taylor at tayloratswatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. As you've probably heard, Brad Sykes, the OG, is in the building with us today. Uh, filling in for doug as he is out of town and he will be here monday and tuesday as well brad so glad to have you back in the studio
1: good to be back and i uh, was really excited about the fact uh, we're going to be together today monday and tuesday and you know i i we got to talking before we came on the air much to my surprise i'm sure people <laughs> were listening to us have a conversation but i've told people many times you know yeah, the, the, they'll ask, I'm sure, similar to you. Hey, what's it like to be on the radio? I said, you know what I enjoy the most is the times when that yeah. red light is not on. Mm-hmm. When that red light is not on, there's a lot of good conversations going. Yeah. And I was uh, sharing with you before uh, before that red light turned on was I I went back and listened to your interview with your dad yesterday. And I got to tell you, as I've already told you, but I want our listeners to hear, they need to go listen to that. Discussion because it wasn't as much of an interview as it was a discussion. Yeah. And you and I have talked a lot over the, over the last probably two years about the importance of generational conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, we we it, your dad and I, I I may have him by a couple of years, but I don't know, maybe not. We're we're how old we're, am I? <clears throat>
4: he's fifty. He he's gonna oh he's turning fifty four on uh, what's the twenty fifth. Yeah. Whenever that yeah. is, yeah. So I've, I've got Monday, right? I got him. I got him by about five years. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the reality is, we're in very similar seasons of life, and uh, we we tend to love to come together and talk. Yeah. You know, uh, for for you know, hire the grandkids? All those things, all mm-hmm. those conversations. But as you know, and anybody that knows me, my my true passion is making disciples, and it just so happens that I tend to be drawn to younger men. You know, guys and guys your age. Guys who are getting married, having families, yeah. and then the importance of just sharing my life with those men—not because I've got it all together. Quite, quite the contrary. Uh, I, right. I, I'm just as messed up as a lot of uh, of other men, and uh, but I do want to share my life with them. And uh, so I, I felt like that was a lot of the conversation you and your dad were having. Uh, I knew you were father son, yeah. But what what a great. What a great conversation you guys were having.
4: Well, you know, I love it. Uh, every time he comes on, I, I like talking to him. And usually afterwards, we'll be outside the building for like an hour and a half. Like we or, always yeah, do, right? Yeah, talking. And, um, but, yeah, it's really great to have him on. And, you know, this conversation uh, yesterday, I felt like it went went well. And we were able to bottle some of what we get, you know, off of the air and kind of mm-hmm. bring, it, bring it into it uh, as well. And, you know, it, it went well as – and, you know, he's good as he always is. I think someone told me yesterday, they were like, your dad is so deep. He's like, I, I have to bring a, a dictionary whenever I listen <laughs> to him talk. He uses big words. Um, so, yeah, but, I, you know, going back to what you were saying about um, being at your stage of life and really looking for younger men to help, and I think that is, um, I, I, don't, I, I won't say a, every man in your age, but a lot of men have that desire, too, to want to come come up behind and mentor um Younger men, and I think that's that is the place that is a good picture, I think biblically of what uh, you should your life should look like as you age and you should always be looking for the the younger generations to help um, and bring them up into how to live the Christian life, you know what I mean
1: you know, I agree. one of the things that uh, in your interview or your discussion with your dad yesterday, your the last segment i I, enjo- I enjoyed all of it, but you guys got to talking about worship Mm. and, uh, worship, you know, that worship is we were created to worship. And and so often we tend to kind of label that term worship as what happens on Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, where do you worship? Uh, what denomination are you a part of? What are the, you know, what are the, the programs involved in your church, whatever it is, right. And yet, I, I think I can't remember whether it's you or your dad, you know, talked about the fact that um, all of life, all of life is worship. Yeah. And, and your dad even talked about faith. That, that the issue, faith is not limited to a religious or a spiritual element or component. Faith, we demonstrate faith every day. Yeah. I'm going to leave this studio and I'm going to go down an elevator. Mm hmm. You know whether we realize it or not, there's an element of faith yep. that I'm putting in the mechanics of that elevator. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive down the street. I'm, there's an element of faith that I'm exercising as I go down the street, trusting that the guy who's coming at me is is aware. Yeah. He's not text. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think from that standpoint. And, and how does that transfer over? And I know today's a free for all Friday, but and I don't even whatever it goes wherever it goes, I'm good with but but the fact is we were created to worship and if it's not god it's going to be something else yeah. there's plenty of things you could worship and uh you know i think about colossians 3:23 that even even your work do your work heartily as unto the lord rather mm-hmm. than to men knowing that it's the lord who brings the increase yeah you know that's a part of worship that you know you mentioned mowing your grass. I mean, doing your lawn, you know, going to watch my grandsons. Yeah. Whatever it is, now that takes a mind that is being renewed. Mm-hmm. That as we go through our day, when you when we rise up, when we lie down, these things are on our hearts. These things are on our minds. That I'm going to go into this meeting. I'm going to go into this radio broadcast. I'm going to go meet with this guy. I'm going to go. In my case, I'm going to go sell real estate. Yeah. How do I do that with a sense of worship?
4: That, that is the, the question, right? That is something, you know, for me growing up, I always hear stuff like that. You know, I'm talking about, you know, everything you do, do the glory of God. Um, you know, I, I went to camp one time in college. It was like for college athletes and audience of one was like the, mm-hmm. the mantra, but it did not really sink down into, I guess my being, what was really being said there. And, uh, it, it's, I guess for me, what kind of really started to change my thinking on that was, um, someone was preaching about, uh, a dominion and that, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing, first commandment was, um, to, uh, subdue the earth. Right. And, and then how that is an act of worship and really then get that, getting into your work and what you do. And, and, um, and stuff like that and so i guess that was a bit of a matter of theology for me and it was like oh wow that, that every single thing i do as a christian you know i'm either showing faith or or a lack of faith you know and th- that just like blew my mind a little bit but how how do you get you know people who you know like like me before where how the understanding and i guess it just has to come from God, but how do you walk w- with somebody as they're trying to figure that out? You know,
1: well, I think, you know, getting back to my, my, I've shared my testimony. I've shared my story many times, both here on the radio and, uh, in churches and, and, in certain settings. And the reality is I came to a point in my life where I realized I, I had moved from Houston, Texas to Jacksonville, Florida, where I knew about three people, mm-hmm. Um, And those three people were – your dad can relate because he knows those three guys uh, because he played with them on the field. Uh, There were three guys that I was in business with. But listen, they were NFL guys, and I love them to this day. They're dear friends. But they were running in different circles than I was running in. And uh, the reality is it took me about six to nine months to realize I was missing something. Mm -hmm. And what I was missing was the fellowship and the community – Yes, you can get that in church, but a lot of times, you know, people are, we don't mean to be cliquish, right. but, you know, hey, we've got our group of guys. You know, we're not, we're not openly looking for new guys. And so for me, and, and listen, some of that was on me. I wasn't actively saying, right. hey, knock on doors, let, mm-hmm. me, let me get into a men's group. But the reality is I realized that I was missing the, the koinonia, the fellowship of a brother who could speak into my life. That, that i kind of in a sense could peel back the curtain and say here's what i'm really dealing with you know so often we are we are masterful as men and cover up yeah uh you know the the fig leaves are still there today <laughs> we're still covering up our sin and and but we've we've become very good at it we've become you know uh in a sense a little bit it's an it's an artistry mm-hmm. it, it's like a hypocrite yeah. You know, where they wear the mask. Right. you know. I'm going to look all good on the outside, but I'm not going to let Taylor look and see what's really going on in my life. And we need that. We are desperate for that as men. I know we're going to take a break in a minute, but maybe we can pick, up, pick back up on that I when I was we come back. literally
4: just about to say, I know we were up against a break, but that's definitely, would love to come back to that because, Um, what I'm curious about, and I think what most men are probably thinking is, okay, how do I, you know, create a relationship where that level of trust is there. And there's, uh, you know, the ability to be open and and vulnerable in that way, particularly in, you know, the era in which we live, which, you know, we're so isolated in, I mean, every manner of life is not just men, but, you know, kids and. Um, our wives and stuff too, just isolated just because of social media and things like that, sure, that, that sure. Are, have us individualized, I guess I should say. And it's a false, a
1: it's a false connection. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
4: Yes. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about how um, to genuinely, connect with people and create some uh, lasting bonds Uh, there if you would like to call and join the discussion you can do so at 1-844-777-7928 that's 1-844-777-SWAT or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com that's taylor t-a-y l-o-r at swatradio.com you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at swat radio talk is the handle that is at swat radio talk and you can download our SWAT app in the app store you are
3: listening to SWAT radio stay tuned we'll be back with more after the break
4: By David Crowder welcome back to SWAT radio SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and if you are just joining us Brad Sykes is in the studio today sitting in Doug's chair Doug is out of town and will be uh, out until next Wednesday and Brad will be in uh, with us next week as well um, we were just talking a little bit about uh, before the break the need for community really and the need for connection um, uh, as men and so we didn't really weren't able to get into it because the break was up, but we want to talk about how um, you can genuinely connect with people and create connections that are lasting and allow you to be open and vulnerable. And
1: well, I think, I think we can tend to, especially if we are um, um, mature in our faith, I should say that uh, we can think it just happens like Mm. that. Now, Here's the deal: Your wife and my wife could get together, and in about 15 minutes, they're, they're, they need a box of Kleenex. Right. It's true. Yeah. Um, for some reason, <clears throat> the women have a tendency; it, they're they're a bit more emotional. Uh, they can connect on a very deep level. They mm-hmm. they, it's almost as if they're they don't operate in a fear mode. Hmm. You would think opposite men would not be the men who are fearful. Yet in reality. That we're very fearful, men. Now, what are we fearful of? Well, I can just speak for myself. as I'm fearful that you'll 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 discover who I really am. Mm. Think about that.
4: And yeah, well, and reject you, right? Well, not the, re- just, yeah. well, that's
1: ultimately, yeah, yeah. That's the, you know, if you really knew who I really was, I don't know that you would really be wanting to hang out with me. Now, not only, uh, not only is there a fear that you won't like me you won't hang out with me but you won't think well of me Hmm. listen the reality is we want people to think well of us it it becomes very much i I thought you did a great job of teaching uh this week at swat thank you it was about that this element that i must decrease and he must increase now i know that theologically (laughs) doctrinally biblically i know that but to actually put that into practice Boy, that's hard to do. Now, I don't want to go down that rabbit t- trail, but the reality is, community, especially among brothers, doesn't happen quickly. Yeah, I, I was actually looking <clears throat> at the passage you and Doug have been kind of working through this week out of Acts chapter nine. Now w- we know that nine chapter nine of Acts is where Paul, uh, you-, you see mm-hmm. Paul's conversion. And it said, and immediately, verse 18, immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he regained his sight, and he arose and was baptized. You know, you you, you see an immediate, oftentimes you look at Scripture and you see things that happen immediately. But I think when it says, and immediately he arose and was baptized, and he took food and was strengthened, Now that says this, it says, now for several days he was with the disciples. Listen, if I meet a new guy and I want to invest in that man, let, let's don't be confused. That guy's not going to open up in our very first meeting. Mm-hmm. It says here that Paul spent many days with the disciples. You know, I, I'm sure that oftentimes as men, we talked about this even before we came on the air, there's a lot of layers to us mm-hmm. as men. Not that there's not to women, There there is, but the reality is, It's like I'll peel back one layer to see how you respond to me. Then I'll, if it becomes a safe place and I feel like we're experiencing fellowship at that level, then I'll peel back another layer and another layer. And then I see you do the same. That happens over time. That does not happen in one sitting or two or three or four. It takes time and it takes a commitment. And I think in our world today, we don't want to make that kind of commitment.
4: Yeah, and you know, you say a few things there that just got me thinking in a whole bunch of different directions, but how men are afraid, I guess if we look more like the modern man, will say, is not the most uh, strikingly warrior-like, right? But <laughs> if you look at, uh, you know, maybe in uh, eras past, the man, his fears of being exposed possibly uh, were different than the female's fear of getting captured, right? Mm -hmm. Because the man has something he can do about that. Now he might be afraid of that, but in the, the safe environment that you create as a man, it should allow your woman to open up, but that's still for you. It's a little, I don't know, because there's a hierarchy here and, you know, I got to be on my game on guard just in case something pops off, right? I don't want to be looked at as weak. Um, And then not really realizing that being able to express yourself is not weakness uh of course but um that's the first thing i was thinking and then i lost track of the second thing i was thinking because i that's started okay. talking I have about a first. Ten- i have a <laughs>
1: tendency to do that you know one thing that you and i were actually briefly talking about in a few minutes before we went on the air was the and you know we, listen there's there are things that my children know about me mm-hmm. that you don't know about me now why do you think that is
4: because they've been with you, they've been around yeah. me for mm-hmm. for
1: years. They've been around me, you know. Now, the longer you and I hang out together, the more you're gonna you're gonna pick up things about me that I won't necessarily share with you. You're just gonna be observant. You're gonna see it. Yeah, it's what your dad does when your dad meets with a, a, a patient or client mm-hmm. or you know a, another individual in a counseling session. He he mentioned it yesterday. There's a lot of listening that goes on, and a lot of listening you, you begin to observe certain things about that guy, and and so often in our society, we do such a good job at, at cover up. You know, it's like yeah. I'm going to do my very best to present myself in the in the best way possible. And listen, I, I understand that uh, there, there's an element, there's a purpose for that sometimes, but the reality is when it comes to spiritual growth. When it comes to sanctification, it's very important that we really get to know each other yeah. so that we can take God's word and apply that word to that situation, which your dad does. Yeah. It's it's taking the word of God, listening to that guy, hearing what he's dealing with, and being able to take the the sword, as you will, and use it and apply it to that situation. It's not it's not uh, Anthony's opinion. It's not Taylor's. It's not Brad's. It's not Doug's. What does God have to say about that issue? But here's the reality. If I'm not willing to open up and allow you to see some of the, the garbage, the baggage that I'm carrying around, how are you going to help me?
4: Well, yeah, and how, is, how are you going to help me? And then if you are the person, you know, I guess who needs help, whichever side of the relationship mentor mentee if I as the mentee don't see in the mentor if everything just looks perfect all the time I can't even really relate to me and you know and I'll open up maybe a little bit here and there but not on that deep connection level to where it's like hey I know this person has got my back and they accept me for who I am and I I that leads me to I remember what I was gonna ask you if good do you think there's a difference between let's say your generation and mine because it seems to me that um, your generation has an easier time of making connections with other people uh, of the same age and, and possibly because of, uh, I think my generation is a little idealistic for one, but two also just with um, the electronics and stuff has made it difficult for people to talk to each other. I mean, if you look at the younger generations, man, these kids, they interpersonally, they struggle big time, but they could talk all day on their phone to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you see any difference there? Because it seems for, for, I guess for whatever reason, I find myself um, struggling to connect sometimes with people my age and man, can't just go sit at a, at a Starbucks or something like that. Like gotta go find something to do together. Um, And it, it seems like your generation just has a little bit better grasp of that. And I didn't know if it was, because you guys were out doing stuff growing up and not sitting on playing video games.
1: Well, uh, that certainly, I think that's true. I think it's, uh, you know, we didn't have video games. I mean, what did I do when I came home from school as a kid? I got on my bike, I, I, you know, I'd go play golf. It, it just electronics and the digital age that we live in today, it's, that's where the majority of young men spend their time. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the data is out there it's, it's not, it's not hidden. Yeah. Uh, the And and I think, and again, I'm not knocking video games. Uh, I'm not knocking any, you know, the internet or social media or any of that stuff. It, it's, there's some good to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a, it's a matter of, I think we live in a time where our idols are entertainment. Yeah. It, it's leisure. It, it's pleasure. It's, uh, it's the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life. It's really, I mean, you and not that we didn't have those things. We certainly did. We just didn't have them at the – the. Uh, we didn't have access to them like you do today. Yeah. You know, it's
4: uh, – uh, Weren't able to indulge as much. Exactly.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it, th- it was a lot of shame in a lot of the things that are not shameful today. I mean hmm. – You know, whether it's language or what you watch, you know, uh, I say this often when I meet with a guy, four things I want to know. What are you reading? What are you watching? Who are you listening to? And who are you hanging around with? Yeah. Listen, you're reading something, you're watching something, you're listening to something, and you're hanging around with people. Yeah, It just helps me understand where are you <laughs> yeah, right you know what what is it that is shaping your mind and ultimately your life and my my goal in that those questions is to engage in that area so kind of to go back now how do we how do we develop a a culture of discipleship how do we develop a culture of men getting together not via text or social media or internet or whatever it is how do we actually do that and i think we have to we have to be able to come together with the understanding that um that we're coming together around the gospel or we're coming together i was thinking about your lesson this week that we're coming together to discuss how that lesson impacted you mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I thought which I thought your, your lesson was great. In fact I had two or three guys that I'm gonna meet with next week that we're gonna talk about what you taught. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna we're gonna unpack what you shared, but then we're gonna talk about how does that play out in your life. So and we'll come I, back and talk about that.
4: Yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but um, I'm glad that the Lord was able to speak. Um, but that almost leaves me at a loss for words. Thank you. Um yeah, I got, I got some questions to ask you, though, about um, uh, young people and young men and community uh, when we come back. And so we'll, we'll, we'll brush up with that. Uh, we'll be back with more after the news. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Orange Park, Jacksonville, W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine, W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at I Love
0: the Truth. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Supreme Court saying it will allow the Texas pro-life law that bans most abortions to remain in place for now and has agreed to hear arguments on the case on November 1st. The justices say they will decide whether the federal government has the right to sue over that law. Pfizer says kid-sized doses of its COVID-19 vaccine are safe and nearly 91% effective at preventing symptomatic infections in elementary school children. The shots could begin early next month. Federal health officials say millions more Americans can get a COVID-19 booster and choose a different vaccine for that next shot. Certain people who received Pfizer vaccinations months ago are already eligible for a booster. The Dow had 75 points now, but the NASDAQ is down 131. This is SRN News. You spend. Ongoing construction
3: slows traffic on Bay Meadows Road eastbound to 295. A crash is blocking the right lane of Blanding northbound approaching the intersection of Wells Road in Blanding. Lots of congestion on the east beltway southbound from Atlantic to Beach Boulevard partly cloudy tonight with a low in the mid 60s tomorrow and sunday bright sunshine mid 80s clear at night low 65.
4: this is pastor zach terry teacher on the daily radio broadcast maximum life if you're weary of the negative news maybe you're fearful of what the future might bring let me encourage you to tune in to maximum life each weekday morning at 10 a.m for uplifting truth and practical teaching straight from God's Word. That's Maximum Life, weekdays at 10 a.m. right here on The Truth. Radio that is casting crowns with nobody. If you are just joining us, Brad Sykes, the OG, is back in the building. Uh, Doug is out today, and he'll be out to, uh, Monday and Tuesday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday. Thank the Lord. I'm getting tired, man. Doing, uh, doing what Doug, you know, following in his footsteps this week is uh, it, it wore me out, kicked my butt. That's so. it was a lot. But um, if you are just joining us, we have been talking about a number of things, and really during the break, I asked Brad about uh creating community and, and and really talking about um for for men my age because uh, it seems more difficult for us and i don't know if it's just because that's the age i'm in but I, I can see um the generations above me that you know they can go and meet for an hour you know over lunch and stuff and create deep you know connections mm-hmm. compared to what we're able to do as um younger men so i Wanted to get your take on that.
1: Well, I always appreciate coming in out of a break where you hear the song we just heard. And and as I speak, I'm reminded I'm just a nobody. I really am. I mean, in all honesty, yes, God has gifted each of us in unique ways. And we certainly should steward over those giftings. um, But the reality is, you know, anything good you see in me is only because I am abiding in the vine Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Any, any, any fruit you see, it's not my fruit. It's God's fruit. Any yeah. fruit I see in you, it's God's fruit. You didn't produce that fruit. Yep. You didn't design it. You didn't create it. It's God. You're, you're simply bearing it. And I'm just a nobody trying to tell
0: everybody everybody yeah.
1: about this somebody who, who genuinely, deep down, and I think the older I get, the more I realize, who saved my soul. Mm. Not just gave me an entrance into glory, but he is in the process still of transforming my heart. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. I, that's a great promise that I'm, in, I'm a work in progress. Yeah. And, and even as you and I were talking coming out of the last break, you know this idea, why is it that it seems to be that younger men have a harder time really connecting at a, at a deeper level than, say, older men. Now, some of that is maturity. Some of that is just the older you get, the more you, you realize you're a mess. You yeah. know, there, I'm not carrying around some trophy case of, wow, look at my life. Right. You know, uh, even when people say, man, you got a great family. I go, by the grace of God, <laughs> let me just tell you, I, I'm, I, I jacked it up as bad as you can jack it up. You know, <laughs> and I mean, it, it. still God was good. Now, I applied some things that I found in Scripture and, by other men who spoke into my life, and God used those things. One of the things that came to my mind as you and I were on the break, kind of talking about it, because sometimes you, 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 you may, I may see something in you and ask you, wow, how did you get like that? And it may leave you at a loss for words. You, I don't know how, <laughs> how I got there. <clears throat> but I think if, if I had to kind of put my, Finger on something that I did personally as a dad. So, for a number of years, I <clears throat> have been teaching the word. Now, that was instilled in me early on when I came to Christ. I've shared that here on the mm-hmm. air that the guy, my brother in law, who I'm actually texting with right mm-hmm. now, who's in Texas, uh, really discipled me. I mean, he, interesting, he'd only been a believer for a couple of years, but he certainly understood the value of of walking side by side with one another. And and sometimes it's him walking ahead of me and turning around and helping me up the mountain. Right. Sometimes it's a reverse, you know. Sometimes we're side by side, but the reality is <clears throat> we did life together. But one of the things he instilled in me was a love for God's word and not just to take the word and learn it and know it. I'm working through 1 uh, John chapter 2. In, in in about uh, about fourteen fifteen verses from like thirteen to twenty nine I think it is there, um, John uses the word know, k n o w seven times. Hmm. He uses the word abide eight times. In other words, it's good to know, right? But more importantly, is how are you abiding in that? How are you obeying that? How are you? standing firm in that. And uh and that's one of the things that's very that I'm deeply passionate about shared this many times. Listen, but with the click of a button on our phones, we can listen to some of the best preaching that's out there and I love it. I really do. But the question isn't, you know, as James said, don't merely be a hearer,
4: but a doer. But a doer. Yeah.
1: How is that word being applied? So anyway, all that to say, I'm teaching this Bible study on the West Side, and this was probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. And uh, Because I'm not I'm not like Doug, who could probably look at a passage <laughs> and turn around in 10 minutes to be able to teach it. Now, I could, but I'm very much of an organized person. I really right. like to, anybody that's listening to me on the radio knows that I can, I can go down some rabbit trails really quickly because I need to kind of keep my focus. And so when I look at a text that I'm going to teach, boy, I almost— write it out and and uh, and so I, I do a lot of preparation for teaching and one morning um, just as I'm about to walk out the door to go teach this bible study um, and at the time my oldest son was 14 years old uh, that's a key age 14 mm-hmm. years old and I don't know if what she had been reading that prompted her to say what she s- told me but as I'm about to go out the door with my Bible in hand I'm gonna go i'm gonna go teach men she said why don't you take ben with you ben's 14 years old what do you think came to my mind i'm like well wait a minute he's a boy Uh, this bible study is a men's bible study as if to say he's not a man Hmm. well uh, the jewish people would tell you differently yeah at 13 14 you know they they consider those boys men Mm -hmm. but you know, as, as our wives can sometimes do, she encouraged me, why don't you take him? And and you know, Taylor, back to kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier, you know what? There was a genuine fear that men at that Bible study might look down on me for doing that. Hmm. So l- look at where I first go. I go to me. It's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but as my wife did, she encouraged me. I said, Okay. He's 14 years old. I don't, I don't know that he's going to get this necessarily. But let me tell you, whether he got the message that I taught that day or not, our discussion going to the Bible study, our discussion coming home from the Bible study was rich. It was mm. deep. It reminded me of the conversation you had with your dad yesterday and mm. probably hundreds of conversations yeah. you've had with your dad over the years. But what happened is the very next Tuesday that I got up and got ready to go, my wife said, Is Ben going with you? And I said, I don't know. So I go back. Hey, Ben, I'm heading to Bible study. Do you want to go? Yes, I want to go. Hmm. And so he went with me. Well, fast forward about three or four months, maybe even six months. He's gone every Tuesday with me to Bible study. And the men that he's around, a lot of those guys are 60, 70, some of them even 80 years old. One guy was in his 90s. They loved on my son like you can't even imagine. It was like they'd light up when my son walked into the cafeteria where I would teach. Not only did they light up, I watched my son light up
5: because
1: hmm. he's around men. Now, six months later, my wife and I are having a conversation in the living room after the kids have already gone to bed. And uh one of the things my wife said to me, she goes, Have you noticed a difference in Ben? And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, he's just more mature. And I said, yeah, you know what? You're right. I think he really is. And just kind of as you'll do as your daughter grows up, you're going to see things and observe things, and you're going to have those conversations. And we're, we're kind of deep into a conversation. And then all of a sudden, I hear Ben, I hear somebody walking down the hallway, and Ben peeks his head around the corner and says, hey, I heard what you guys were talking about. Can I can I jump into the conversation? <laughs> we were a little taken back and we said, sure, you know, you know. And you know, Taylor, I'll I'll choke up talking about it. But one of the things he said is he said, I think what happened, Dad, is as you put me around other men, I wanted to be a man. Mm. <laughs> and I was thinking, wow, there's something in Proverbs about that, you know. And and again, it's not that you don't hang around with people your own age, but the reality is your dad and I grew up in a time where our dads were maybe more involved or maybe we spent more time around our dads. So we watched mature behavior. My son began to watch what men, how they talked, how they walked, how they lived, how they engaged with other men. And so I think that's been absent in your, your generation. I mean, I think, uh, and, and then probably the next one after you.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the numbers as far as fatherless homes, right, you, you know, that to be the case. Um, but also, yeah, when I was coming up, uh, we moved around a lot. Right. So a lot of the time was, I spent was with family, um, and not just my family, but we'd get together with extended family. So, in that way I got to see how men operated, uh, together as well and I know that for my dad uh, when he was a kid his dad died when he was young and his uncle like really impactfully stepped into uh, him and his brother's life and took him around made sure they were around his brothers and stuff like that too and I think there is something to be said for that that to be a man you have to be trained to become a man you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's, you don't just hit there when you hit a biological age right and and so the being in the company of men is of vital importance and just to know how to act and operate in society. And like you say, most, most young guys, man, they don't have that in any way at all. Um, which makes me think, you know, what can the church be doing yeah. to uh, facilitate that mm-hmm. for the, for the next generation, for the younger generations? Because if you look by the numbers, these next generations coming up are falling away from the faith like crazy
1: well a lot of what we've talked about at swat as well and and doug and i are working through a lot of these things about discipleship because listen if you come to the swat bible studies those are great studies but i can tell you what doug wants it's not that he didn't want you to come he wants you to come to bible study but what he really wants and what i want is i want to see men come out of those bible studies and start doing life together Mm -hmm. and that's what happened as as and, and by the way that night that ben came into my room and and i'll i'll i don't want to i don't want to quickly gloss over this because i want to come back talk about that all right Uh, how that impacted my next son
4: All right. So make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse and as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER and all of you local listeners here. Ninety one point seven in Jacksonville, ninety one point nine in St. Augustine and ninety one point three in Folkestone, Georgia. And also a shout out to all of you listening online wherever you are in the country or around the world. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: at www.astore.com
5: there is
4: good news for the captive good news for the shame there is good That is Rescuer by Wren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we have Brad Sykes in the building. Doug will be out today, Monday, and Tuesday. We have been talking um, really about manhood and, and uh, community. And just before the break, uh, I was, we, well, Brad was about to finish uh, relating. He related a story about his oldest son and, and the value that uh, he saw in his son's life of having him around. A a community of men, and then how that affected uh, your younger son as well.
1: Well, you also, I I can't believe we're in the last segment. (laughs) So um, it's what happens when you get to talking about things that God's put on your heart. Right. And I appreciate you even bringing this up because I don't know that I have seen it that way Um, that there's a generation, maybe two, that don't really know how to engage in a very deep, and I I don't want to make it sound overly theological. Yeah, we can go down that. But the reality is we have more than enough truth. You know, we're not lacking for good teaching, good instruction. Um, but when you think of Matthew 28:19 and 20, go therefore and make disciples, teaching them to observe. It, it's not just a teaching, it's a teaching them to observe. In other words, uh, we can open up the word of God and we can see what you know. What I'm excited about next week, after what you taught this week, is that I'm going to go engage with some younger men mm. and some older men. By the way, and we're going to talk about what what we learned. What what we learn from God's word. Yeah. U- ultimately, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of you instructing us this past week about what you taught us? Well, the purpose is that we'd be obedient because. Mm. God gives us His Word so that, as a sanctifying tool, Jesus said, "Sanctify them in the Word. Your Word is truth. Sanctify them in the truth." You're, you know, this this concept that our sanctification is not going to happen because we listen to Fox News or yeah. or whatever you're listening to, reading, watching, hanging around with. I'm going to be sanctified as we open this Word. Begin to discuss it with each other and then begin to walk it out together. Yeah. So, as I shared in the last segment about my oldest son coming to Bible study with me, we would, you know, it's a 20, 25 minute drive to the Bible study. It's an hour at the Bible study along with some other men. They're hanging out, we're talking. Um, they're watching, you know, my son's watching me teach, but far more than that, he- he's watching me engage with other men. And and you know, quite frankly, for the first probably three or four months, he was right by my side hmm. all the time. So when I'd reach out my hand to shake a hand with another man, or I'd give him a hug, he he's watching that. He's watching what we talk about. He's watching how we behave. He's watching how I'll take my hat off when we do the Pledge of Allegiance. Hmm. He, he's I'm modeling for him, even though I may not realize it. I am modeling for. Him. He's watching. And then after about four or five months, we'll walk into that cafeteria. He's gone. Hmm. In other words, he's gone. He's already engaging with other men that are way older than he is because he's he's kind of learned how to do it. Right. You know, it's it's like uh, if you wanted to pick up golf today, I can give you a book on how to have the right grip, how to have the right sing, swing, all that stuff. But listen, you're going to improve a lot more as you and I go to the range together. And more than going to the range, as we get on the course, we begin to put into practice these things that you've learned in this book.
4: Right. And you know, you said two things there that I think are, are really important. One, you're talking about you were modeling without you even really realizing. Mm-hmm. It. And that goes back to what we were talking about in the first segment, really of um, you know, Christ is Lord over all and of everything that we do and Absolutely. how important that is then that we think that way because people are watching, especially our children, how we act. And then two, you were talking about, you know, he was off to go talk to someone of an older generation. I think that's something that's so important especially the younger you are, to know how to talk to people who are of an older generation, especially mm. elders, you know, people who are elderly, um, who have a ton to offer, and our, our society doesn't do oh. a good job of of getting that out. Um, but also, uh, just realizing that there is value that you can, of talking to someone who's older than you, and they have things to teach you that's worthwhile, because a lot of the youth, no, I don't care what the old mm-hmm. fuddy-duddy says. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, my friends say this. Um, so th- those are two things. And as you were talking, I was like, oh, that, that's big.
1: Well, and you, you mentioned uh, before we, uh, d- during the break, we were talking about what is it, you know, churches. Do we just not get it in the church? And I think you're right. I, not, I'm not knocking that. I, I think we're doing as much as we can, as mm-hmm. much as we know. I think we tend to think if we see an area in our society that's broken – we think we've got to put a program together. Well, I'm not anti-program, but I do believe we can get a bit pragmatic. Mm. And the reality is I I think about, so let me, let me fast forward a a little bit. Uh, So six months goes by, my son peeks his head in as my wife and I are having this conversation. He shares with us, dad, I think what's changed is when you started taking me to Bible study with men, I got to hang around with men, Mm. you know, as he would deem men, Mm -hmm. He didn't see himself as a man. He didn't see his friends as men. He said, I wanted to be a man. Wow, I mean, that's very impactful and and Uh, life-altering. It'll alter your life as to how you continue to raise boys into men. Well, Ben has a younger brother. He's three years younger. So now he's like, I think he's like 12 now. Well, after Ben came in that night, The next, as he finally went back to bed, my wife, the first thing my wife said was, you're taking Jake to Bible (laughs) study next week. And it's true. At 12 years old, I took Jake to Bible study. So now I've got both my sons going to Bible study. Now, they're not seeing a perfect dad. They're out in, they're, they're, they're seeing me behave around men. They're seeing me teach God's word. They're getting to see what's important to me. Not in what I say, but in what I do. Okay, teaching God's Word was very important to me. Being in fellowship with other men was very important to me. They began to see the value in it. Listen, I can tell you there's value in it, but you're not going to experience the value till you actually do it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you, you talk about things that the, the modeling aspect. You know, if, when I would go out and do the yard, I don't know if your dad was this way, but I wanted my boys out there with me. Number one, because I wanted the help. <laughs> but the other reason was I just wanted to be around them. And, and let me tell you, I didn't do it perfectly. Um, they watched their dad lose his temper. They, they watched their dad, who's not mechanical, try to do things with a hammer and a screwdriver, and I would jack it up. And they might even see me say a, a word that maybe caught him by surprise. <laughs> and it's very important that they also, and you and I were talking about this before we came on today, was the importance of, as a man and as a dad, that we're willing to say, hey, what you just heard come out of my mouth was wrong. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. That was wrong, yeah. and I don't want you to think that I just gloss over those things. You know, listen. We live in a time where there's no shame. We say whatever we want to say, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Hey, just be you. You know. Hey, I think we may have a caller, by the way.
4: Yeah, we have Don. Don, how are you doing today?
5: Hey, Taylor.
0: Hey, Don. Hey,
5: I saw. Yeah, I was at the St. Augustine um, SWAT oh,
0: meeting hey.
5: this morning. Hey. That was awesome. We had a deep discussion about the purpose of suffering. Mm.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was a great, yeah. great discussion. Yes, continue.
5: Yeah, I just had a couple comments about your um, discussion today on the radio with Brad there. Um you were saying about manhood being uh, something that is trained into us. And, man, I, I think you're hitting on something really good right there, Taylor. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. How'd that hit you? I, expound on that a little bit.
5: Man, I didn't have a lot of that. Oh. I didn't have a lot of that. But <laughs> yeah. so trained, trained I'm having to kind of not wing it, but pick it up as I go.
1: Hey, and Don, Don, this is Brad. That is absolutely okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I think um, you know you can take sports. You can take anything. You know, um, and, and you can train those things. We don't pick those things up overnight, but we pick them up as we, as we get busy. Well, I think
4: it's it is okay to be in that position, um, and. In, but it's not okay in the sense that that's not the way that I think God meant it for us. You know, he meant for a man to come along and teach us how to be men. Right. And I mean, you right, see, man. that's what he was doing in the garden as well. And so it's okay if you're in a situation where you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to piece it together. Um, but that doesn't mean that that desire in your heart that you wish somebody had have been there, that that's wrong either. You know what I mean? And um, but yeah. So I agree with what what yeah. you're saying though, Brad. But uh that's the, mm-hmm, the, the other
5: thing yeah, the one other thing real quick I wanted to say is um you know, I've been involved with SWAT for a while. The most uh the the most beneficial times that I've gotten through my connection with anybody there is when we have um done life together and went out and did things mm-hmm. together. I mean that's golden for me, for guys like me and, and I I just appreciate that and so that was the other thing that you guys were hitting on. Um, that I wanted
4: to just you know make make a
1: little comment about. Well, well thank you. Yeah, Don, I, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, you know, Taylor, I, we'll talk about this uh, on Monday and Tuesday as well. But Second Timothy two two, uh, Paul says to his child in the faith. Now, keep in mind, he's discipling Timothy. Mm-hmm. He says the things you've heard from me, in the presence of many witnesses. Let me stop there. When you think about that. The things you heard from me, the things I heard, Taylor, from you on Wednesday, in the presence of many witnesses, the, the things Don heard in St. Augustine this morning, in the presence of many witnesses, Paul says to Timothy, entrust these things to faithful men who will teach others. Yeah. It's four generations. And if we don't, if we just become a a vessel that receives teaching and we don't do anything with it we're not being obedient i think we got one more call too
4: but i think we only got 30 seconds with it's that's the week man and yeah oh. just flew by i tell you but you will be back on monday so everyone make sure you tune in uh you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great weekend.
2: WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com.